Hello, I'm Alex Mansfield, the host of Manny Talk Shooting, and welcome to another episode. This is the shooting podcast where I talk to individuals all across the shooting industry. We'll talk competition, self-defense, concealed carry. If you like this content, check out our YouTube channel, Manny Talk Shooting. And without further ado, let's get to this episode. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Manny Talk Shooting, the shooting podcast, where I talk to anyone I want to within the shooting industry, but today's a special one. First, let's plug this show's sponsor. This show is sponsored by Go Fast, Don't Suck. So go get your dry fire targets, your merch. Go get your banners if you need them for a match. We went to a match today, but they weren't sponsored by Go Fast, Don't Suck. They should have been, though. Go anyway. Go to gofastdon'tsuck.net. Go check out Bill. He has uh, awesome swag and everything you need, even, even the memes for the walls. But anyway, I'm sitting down here with Mr. Brian Levy. Hello. Uh, we, we shot the Michigan, the Chili Custom Gunworks Michigan sectional today. It awesome was a match. It, 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 pretty, it, was, it was pretty good. Not yeah. going to lie. So we shot that match, and we're going to talk through it a, a little bit. But first, let's think of the sponsors of the match. Uh, this match was sponsored by – the title sponsor was Chili Custom Gunworks, a local Michigan uh, um, custom gun builder part for gun parts for your 2011. So go buy some parts. You always need a Chili Grip or a Chili Magwell. Um, Springfield Armory, um, Hunter's HD Gold, they changed it so you don't have to. Yeah. It was really nice to not have to deal with that. Um, Especially today, actually. They really did come in handy. We had a lot of in and out sunlight. It was fantastic just to rock and roll and see everything the whole day long. Yeah. And if you need them, go check out Brian. He'll uh, go find him in a match. He'll be at uh, Area 5 if you're coming to Brooklyn Sportsman's Club. Yep. So um, Hunter's HD Gold. Can't say enough good things about them. I think most of the squad was wearing them. If they weren't, um, shame on them. Yeah, if they, if they weren't, we made fun of them. Yeah, well. Then there was GX Products. Um, I was Leif was supposed to be there, but he had some conflicts. I'm assuming so. Uh, it was we missed you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, yep. So GX Products, uh, JP Enterprises. So that's kind of cool. Um, I don't know what they donated or what whatever they gave, but it was pretty cool. Helping sponsor uh, Blue Bullets as well. Um, probably they've been what sponsoring nationals for three years running now, or the largest. Is it more than that? Oh, probably. But they what the largest bullet manufacturer in forever for competition uh-huh. needs. Um, shooters connection um, you can go get your targets there some parts if you need them if uh if you need it shooters connections probably got it if they don't have it you probably don't need it yeah uh, code evolution they do pcc stuff if i'm not mistaken and then uh trigicon trigicon's a michigan-based company so at least headquarters i think is still in michigan i don't know what they still build here but i most of it actually yeah. and if i wasn't shooting irons this year right be shooting a trigicon dot so i mean you could have been uh, using trigicon iron sights if you really felt like it <laughs> they make they make fibers now anyway um yeah okay <laughs> okay anyway those are the sponsors so go uh, go thank them for uh sponsoring the match because without them the match couldn't happen without the staff it couldn't happen i, I don't think there's any bad staff at this match to be honest with you no i i was so happy with the staff i actually spent a little bit of time thinking sure i thanked them uh, I was really happy with the way the match was run. It was very professional. The ROs were making good calls. They were being responsive to shooters and courteous. Um, even when things, you know, sometimes don't, don't always go your way, but the shooters got treated well. I was very happy with how the staff worked through with this match. So I couldn't, I couldn't have asked for more as a shooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we even had a DQ on our squad, and uh, it was handled very well by the CRO. Did her job, got, uh, got the, match, the, the range master over there right away, and he dealt with the problem. <laughs> Well, it wasn't even that. I mean, the, nobody's going to be happy about being, being DQ'd at a major. Let's be honest. That's not, not a good time for anybody. It's not like she was excited to have DQ'd the poor guy. Um, but, you know, call's a call. And, I, you know, it was handled well. It was handled with professionalism. And that's all you can ask for in that sort of situation. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I couldn't say enough. Uh, the staff are all nice. Stages were awesome. I'm kind of partial though because I put most of the stages up on the town. So saying this guy's working hard for you. Oh, uh, it's my home club. I, I can't diss my home club. So um, yeah, those are the state. Let's uh I guess let's we're gonna run through the, like the people who won actually get that over and then we'll talk about our match sure. if they care about yeah, it. Nobody's gonna care about how we finished. Uh, I'm no, I mean unless you're me. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with carry optics. Uh, top three. Um, we'll start with the number three. Uh, Mr. Dave Mann out of uh, the Chicago land area. Uh, he came in third. Carry optics second. GM. Uh, then we had who, who's this guy? Uh, Magnus Krohn. G. From Magnus. Sweden. From Sweden, eh? Yeah. Uh, no, it's not an A. That's Canada. Oh. Yeah. But he he did have some amazing booty shorts on. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, was he? I didn't even know he was wearing shorts. I thought it was just underwear with like. Uh, though with uh yeah. double loops <laughs> um and then uh mr trace decker all the way down from kentucky came up uh, i talked to trace during the match he was using this as a warm-up for the kentucky sectional here in two weeks so trace yes. did a good job he shot 97 percent of points Dude, I, well you know, he was 90 percent of the overall possible the, the scary thing is his time trace yeah. managed to 142.95 for his overall match time that's bonkers most of the the decent shooters were below the 182nd mark in like the 160 range and he laid down a 142 i think only what the open the top open shooter beat him Hyder, yeah yeah that's that was monstrously good so you know trace if you see this good job man that was excellent shooting oh i'll definitely uh definitely have to make sure i tag him in this so he actually watches it or yeah. at least listens to it or knows about it yeah but, no it was amazing so that was carry optics um some honorable mentions um uh mr jake walker came in, in sixth and carry optics second a class behind magnus uh shooting a good match that was always fun to watch um mr john martolo mr uh john wick even though he doesn't shoot glock anymore he was kicking her asses all day yeah. um dave del rosario i did yep Came in 22nd in carry optics. And there's a lot of M's in this match, to be honest with you. I wish I yeah. could still see the squad matrix or the squad breakdowns or the match breakdown. It's been really cool. Uh, I myself came in 33rd in carry optics. So I, I'm, I'm not too disappointed in that. I mean, I did beat people I told myself I was going to beat today. So that's all good. Sorry, Joey. <laughs> um, okay. We're, I think that's carry optics. Yeah. So we'll move on to limited. Um, Top three and limited, we had um, Renlin Zhang. Um, sorry, Renlin, if I botched your last name. Um, it, it's hard. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Renlin was uh, smoking uh, with his hair on fire on Saturday. So none of us got to watch Renlin shoot, but he definitely did a good job. Uh, then we have who? Steve Galko. I ended up picking up his, uh, the actually the M-class win there, which is a good good work and good shooting. Yeah, and he, uh, he drives a really nice car. Yeah, he does. I love his car. In his flamboyant, did you see his shirt at the awards uh, banquet? No, I didn't. Oh my god, it was so flamboyant, like hot pink and teal. It, it was it was bona fide awesome. Extra points then. Yep. And then uh, Mr. Josh Peters, I don't know Josh, and he was freaking A class limited, winning the whole match in limited. That was really cool. Um, I will point out that those three you just named off, uh, Renlin was ninety nine point one six percent, Steve was ninety nine point six percent. And Josh won at 100, percent and their times overall for the match was a one 180 seconds point three six, 185.53, and 180.95. That is a close match. They were separated by a whopping what? What the spread was ten? Yeah, yeah, nine points was the total spread between the three of them. That was a close match for those guys. So 
good on all three of them. That could have gone anybody's way there at the end. Oh, yeah, we got some honorable mentions. Within the, which, holy crap, within the top like 10, we've got uh, Mr. Jeff Garrick. Um, if anyone knows Jeff, Jeff's the match director for Ryan Rocks. Uh, if you still haven't signed up for Ryan Rocks, there's still time. Um, second weekend in August. Um, I want to say it's the 10th, no, the 12th through the 14th, I want to say. Uh, go sign up. It's like 100 and some odd bucks. Uh, it's a great charity match. Go shoot it. Um, Jeff puts on a good show. I'll be there. Um, next honorable mention is Mr. Uh, Uncle Joe Sanchez. Uh, Uncle Joe, you got to change your name in practice for it, Uncle Joe. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. I did get to meet Joe. Got to shoot with him on the squad. He's a cool dude, and that was a lot of fun shooting with him. Yep. And then we got uh, in uh, six. We got Brian. Hi. Yep. Yeah. Uh, sixth place with the way I shot is um, stunning to say the least. But so. you weren't the last limited M. That's true. So I'll take that. But uh, I mean, no, no one is cooler than Rick uh, Van Blericum. We got to talk to him on Saturday after we missed all the shooters on shooting. <laughs> he was helpful. He gave me some helpful tips. So thanks, Rick. Yeah. I appreciate that. Oh, and then our buddy Tony uh, came in 12th and limited when he really doesn't shoot limited. No, but that guy came out. He, he came out the box shooting limited because I was like, hey, man, let's come down and shoot limited. I think he hated me just a little bit for that. And, um, you know, I understand. No, no, don't feel bad about yourself. Surprisingly, there was what, 30 finished competitors in limited? Yep. Only one DQ, which ain't terrible, I guess. I mean, they didn't shoot that many points anyway. But. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, sorry. I got to give props to my buddy Ken, um, the match director, uh, Ken Fluffy Lane. Uh, <laughs> he won a uh, limited C-class, and uh, he really deserved that one. He actually shot like a B-class percentage, so that's really cool. Yep. So good job, Ken. You've worked really hard on this match, and I know you've been putting in a lot of hours on it. So That's actually impressive. That still have a solid performance for you after uh... – putting the match on the ground that's a lot of work yeah i almost forgot um chris uh chris basilian came in ninth uh uh we call him big sexy because uh -huh. he's big and sexy Fair so yeah, good job chris i i know you'll listen to this so um now we're on to open i mean open was an interesting wow it was very interesting when we were watching it on like the scores on friday and saturday like you never know what was going on it always kept changing so um give the top three i guess you can start with this one yeah, so uh, third place, we had uh, Max Klatt came in at 82% uh, of the overall, uh, right, and he's a G. Uh, right ahead of him is Andrew, and it looks like Ducarm or Ducharm. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to murder your name, homie, but uh, he did a good job. He's an open A, came in at 84%, um, and then, of course, that was second place. So that's kind of a scary jump because you go from 84% to first place, Mr. Andrew Hyder at the 100%. Um, he pretty much smoked everybody. Um, and again, I was mentioning times earlier that he, Andrew ran that in a 137 is his overall match time, which is insanely fast. Yeah, it's so, crazy because yeah. he's pretty much put like 30, almost, you know, 25 seconds, seconds. on the next guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's definitely due to his uh, his infinity guns. Um, so, yeah, the, no, yeah, dude, that trigger was amazing. Like I got to touch dopamine. I got to touch his gun dopamine. And that was pretty legit. Yeah, it's not the trigger. I'm telling you. No, but that, that gun's beautiful. Even though it's covered in pro grip, it's like really still pretty. Yeah. That's like the worst thing about like really cheese gratery guns and still putting pro grip on. Dude, at some point, like even for me, like even if I don't need it, like I'll end up putting like the liquid grip on my hands just because it's like, it's like ceremony almost. Like mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I'm at a match. I got to get that on my hands. It's part of, part of the thing for what I'm going to shoot, whether you really need it or not. Well, yeah. And then most people like they'll just they put it on or they put it on every stage of like, you do that, that i don't get like i don't even i think i put it on once this morning and i was good for the day yeah i, I replied after lunch just because i washed my hands so what are you trying to say man 
I mean, I washed my hands. Um, honorable mentions, uh, Mr. Chris Keene, uh, another open G. He uh, was one of the match on Friday, but that's because he shot staff day. He was the CRO on our first stage, stage yep. five. Um, Chris is a good dude. Um, I didn't actually know he was old, an older dude. I thought he was like a young guy, but but I'd never met Chris until today. So wow. it's kind of cool seeing him burning it down still. So yep. he's still, he, I mean, he was only 80, 20% behind Hyder, but I mean, like Hyder pretty much, he only dropped like, Less than four percent of points possible. He had one mic and six deltas, and his alpha to Charlie ratio was almost is between three and four to one. There, that's uh, that's impressive. Yeah, he he only had two. He took two no penalty mics, and I think he had an overtime shot. I think he got an overtime shot hit. Oh, maybe I don't know. If it doesn't pop up, I guess on the screen. But anyway, um, talked about Chris, uh, our buddy Albert, Albert Yao, or I call him the Giant Killer. Um, because he's a really short dude. Albert's awesome, dude. I, I love shooting with him. I love watching him shoot. He's got speed and energy. That's a, that's 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 a, and and that's one of those things. That's one of those guys you want to squad with because you're having fun, but then you're motivated to like, all right, I gotta I gotta hit the afterburners at this stage. You know, like I watched Albert lay it down. I gotta lay it down too. Yeah, and um, yeah, Albert was he he comes up with some interesting plans though. Sometimes I think a lot of his plans are pretty solid. I don't oh, think I, I saw anything that was like completely like, well, that's wacky. Why would you do that? I think a lot of his stuff is pretty solid. Well, absolutely. It just I never thought about some of those things. Yeah. Uh, some honorable mentions is Eugene Chow. Uh, he's uh, one of our buddies. We went to dinner with him afterwards, and uh, I always like Eugene, uh, especially when his open gun runs. Yeah, I think it's Eugene Choi. Well, anyway, Eugene, I fucked your game up anyway, but you know who you are. Um, uh, more honorable mentions. Let's see if I can find anyone. Oh, oh. Um, Mark, I'm going to botch your name, but I met Mark. Mark's local to me now. It's uh, you want to give a crack at that last name? Sickle Cow. Sickle Cow, yeah. He was uh, for Cal, he shoots in California from time to time, but he just he moved to open, so that's kind of cool. Um, Mr. Rick Steele, uh, the area director, uh, came in 27th in open, so Brian he, Dawson right there. Yep, and then our, we shot with Mr. Brian Dawson. Not we bad. Two, two Brian's in the squad. It wasn't confusing, I swear. But at least you weren't back to back, though. That would have been, been more confusing. Well, that's what happens with Fergus and I. We're always back to back. But at least L and P's. Yeah, but at least it's not the same, both same letters. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, I think that's everyone we're going to mention on that one. Now we're going to go on to PCC. Did anyone actually shoot this match in PCC? Oh, okay, people did. <laughs> not that many, surprisingly, though. Only six. Teen. <laughs> so um, top three was. Go ahead. I'm. I, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh, Ryan, it looks like Zambrisky might might be how you do that one. Yeah. Uh, PCC is an M class. Shot 85% flat. Uh, Charles Parisi came in second with 89% of the overall, and then it looks like Caleb Smith smoked everybody with 100%. Uh, and yeah, his time was a 152.52. Uh, next nearest was uh, Charles Parisi at the 174. 493 so that was a huge jump in time so yeah although i blame caleb he wasn't shooting his infinity limited gun so uh, I, I was surprised that he, he was uh shooting a, a hey, pcc hey, maybe he wanted some pcc win right I, I mean maybe that's true or he just felt like he needed a break you never know you never know the circumstances i guess i didn't oh and then uh no i don't know anyone on that list so moving on production there's only 16, no, 15 finishing production shooters. So, yep. Number top three, Mr. Andrew Roderick. Uh, he was on our squad. He shot yeah. 91% of, he was 91% of the winner. Um, he shot solid too. He, he, 
he had uh, there was one stage where we had a swinger that was a it was a partial swinger and it had some pretty wrecked presentation so it was really a one way for the swing take the next one and there were some other targets to take in between now mind you this guy's shooting production so he's only got the you know the 10 plus one man he came in he took that first swing he's like bow and he came to the next target pop out came down bow pop out and he bailed I watched that. It was like the timing was perfect. There was zero delay. It was a beautiful thing to witness. So the guy that, that what stage beautiful. was this? That was the one where we had the stomp pad at the front and you ran all the way to the back. I um, think that was stage. Was stage that ten? ten? Yeah, it was the lump thing. Yeah. Um. Yep. Then we had Ezra. Um, Christensen. Yeah, I don't know. Did I don't. Did I see Can you not read? No, I don't try hard names. All right. Just like the la- the guy who actually won production. I'm not trying his name either. Ezra. I don't, I don't know where I, where I saw Ezra. I don't know where he was working at. So anyway, Matt Krabzenak for first place there in production. Good work. Yeah, but like, look at it was crazy. Look at the times between like 194, 43 for Ezra, and then like 218 for Matt. But Matt, but if you look at the points, like Matt didn't shoot that many more alphas, mm. but he didn't have as many mics. Yeah, the, there, well, there's the loss, right? So every mic you take, you're taking not only you're not getting the points, but you're taking the penalty and the points. And yeah, that that hurt him pretty bad. Yeah. So. If, Honestly, yeah. So as um, Andrew would have won B class production if they honored the, you know, if they recognized it at that point. But yeah, I don't think there were enough. I think the only uh, person that actually picked anything up was Matt. So yeah, congratulations there to you, Matt. Yes, yes, it is. Um, we got revolver. Um, <laughs> Mr. Alex Bakan. Bakan. I mean, I know Alex. I shoot with him over at Oak Hill, and he's a good dude. Uh, he won the match because he was the only one, so he gets participation award. Anyway, um, Alex is a good dude. He came in third at uh, Revolver Nationals a couple weeks ago. So, oh wow, congrats to him, dude. Yep. So he shot really good. He shot ninety-seven percent of the possible points. Um, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Two thirty-one. He's shooting Revo. He shot it in two thirty-one. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a legit G. Like, but like you know the dude. people people have that G next to their name, but I actually can't put it back put it up. But when he's shooting Revolver, that's that. Honestly, with revolver, the number because these eight rounds are done. Mm-hmm. So that's wow, 231 laying it down with revolver reloads. Yeah, but look, like two mics for the whole day. That's it. And three no shoots. Yeah, but still, like, still two mics. Yeah. Non penalty. I wonder what happened. On, he must have had some issue on the fixed time because he has yeah. seven no penalty mics. But no, nonetheless, regardless of you being the only one in revolver, monster run, dude. Yeah, he and then we had single stack. Uh, only six shooters in single stack. Surprisingly, that was yeah. about less than a third. That's almost like a third of uh, production shooters shooting yeah. single stack. Uh, Mr. Roy Neal, CRO on stage nine, um, came in third at eighty nine percent. Florette Titic. It's Florante Titic. Okay, Florante. He's ninety three point two percent of two three percent of points. Then Edward Lacroix. Yep. Like the drink, like the nasty yeah. drink that nobody likes. Don't say that. I mean, everybody drinks that crap in Austin. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. Everybody loves that in Austin. That's sad. Uh, hey, man. I mean, but uh, that's great. Well, I, oh, God, not everybody can drink coffee like me, dude. Oh, that's fair enough. Yeah. No, not everyone can drink coffee. But... But, yep. So there we have, there is, I think that was all the. Yep, that was the rundown. That was all of that. So that's pretty cool. Now we're going to actually talk about, I guess, our match. Sure. Now, do you want to go by stage by stage or do you, or do you want to go you and then me? Just go stage by stage. We can talk about it. nobody's gonna really care about like our individual performances, man. But we can talk about what we saw at stages and how we felt about stuff. So, so you want to go by stages that we should in the order we shot them, or do you want to go by number? 
six and one half dozen the other. I'll right. let you make we're going to start with where we started because I think right. that was like stage five. Yeah. <laughs> Which is an appropriate name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looked easier on paper. It did look easier on paper, but I don't think it was very difficult. It gave, definitely gave you enough to hang yourself. Uh, yeah. That was our first stage of the morning. So it was cold. Um, that one was, uh, there was a pretty long course of fire too. It was a wide, it was spread wide. Yeah. So it was, what was it? 29 rounds? Yeah. Something yeah. Like, yeah 29 yeah. rounds, but guys, it, you know, like, look, uh, we had Hyder here. He's he, he was the fastest one. He shot it in 20 seconds. Uh, Trey shot it in 22, but after that it's 25 seconds and up. So the hit factors on this weren't exactly super high. Um, you're looking at like mid fives and down. So even if you were shooting like a high four hit factor, that was a pretty good run on that stage just because of how, how wide spread it was. Um, it was an unloaded start and you had mags placed on barrels separate from where the, the gun started, started un unloaded on the barrel, step in and start shooting stuff. There was a bobber with a no shoot that was what, 20 yards? From yeah, that first position. If you shot it from that first, like that very first position, that was about 20 yards. Yeah, you could, but you couldn't get it anywhere else. You yeah. had to take it. So that was that was rough. That was a rough way a to start. A lot the of people miked that. A couple no shoots. I came out clean on that. I came out with yeah. two Charlie, and they were all turtle target. It was yeah. a turtle target stage. I yeah, I Charlie miked that one hard. <laughs> yeah, at least you didn't throw it into the no shoot. What got sure. me was it's a forward falling popper. If anyone doesn't know anything about forward fallers, you have to hit them in the calibration zone for them to go down reliably. That depends on the forward faller. Uh, general rule of thumb. I'm going to say that. General rule of thumb, they got to be hitting the cow zone. I'm going to disagree with you. It only, it's only this one pop. you had to because yeah. there was hard cover in front of it. Yeah. No, for, for, for your club, yes. And for what we've seen there, yes. But there, the, those poppers were a little bit on the difficult side, especially the forward fallers, uh, only because they were most of them were spring-loaded in the hinge. But they were a loose hinge, so like one side's only partially contained, so you can actually pull the plate off easily. But what ended up happening is if you pegged it in the wrong direction, as opposed to bouncing off the spring and falling forward, they would just turn a little bit and not move. So you had to be careful that you were actually square on hitting those things that would bounce on the spring and then roll forward. So there was a, a couple of those that you'd get pinched if you didn't yeah, knock it down. And you definitely got to don't want to hit it on the top because then it does delays and it's like yeah like mine <laughs> i was like standing there like i'm a dumbass I, 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 well you weren't the only one dude there's more than one of us on the squad that ended up double tapping a forward faller on the way down it happened a couple of times during the course of the match yeah and i don't think necessarily there was a good or better sequence to take that popper no you just hit that one and go for it because yeah there was a popper next there was a popper next to it right yeah this was popper activator and i if you you had enough time and there was another open target behind it you can go popper activator behind it and then try to get the, the, the try to get the the bobber the bobber after that. Did anyone actually take it in one pass on our squad? I don't think there was, but I'm not hundred percent sure. But I, no, I don't think anybody on our squad. I don't think anybody in our squad got like below. I think like the fastest time was like Albert. I think he was like a twenty five. Well, no, John, well maybe John John Martolo shot it for twenty six point six two. Albert was like way down here, but he had a rough start. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was twenty seven. So yeah, it was that that was a rough match. I mean, I think I ended up shooting it in like twenty nine, and I had like two mics or something like that. Well, and you were laughing at me when I said this is about a thirty second stage. <laughs> well, it's not though. Like if you could run it, it was like a mid twenty stage. It's just I wasn't able to run it like that. So yeah, yep. I bit. Oh, yeah. So that that was an okay stage. I, I fucked up a little bit and I went for the reload first, but I kind of thought I needed those rounds. Yeah, going in the second position when I was fighting with that popper. So I came out clean on that one. I, I didn't, I didn't have any no shoots for the day, so that's kind of good. Yeah, I had, I had a couple of no shoots. Yeah, I think it's time to move on to six. Six was kind of interesting because six was a fixed time. time. Yes. 
Oh my god, the guy who actually won the fixed time only had 44 points. It was Magnus. Look yeah. at that. Oh, well, Magnus and Renland, they tied to 44. But how do well but how how does that work though? How do they decide the winner of the stage though? They don't. That's you know they're both 100 percent Well, I know, but but it's still put, you're well, in the overall anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh well, yeah. So but yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So that I I gotta say, that was probably one of the most unique stages I have ever shot, period. Like you know, full stop. I don't care what sport division time year match whatever it was a fixed time course that was not some like little tiny speed shoot or like some kind of like run around this eight foot wall really quick kind of, kind of thing which is the only other times i've ever seen fixed time this was a legitimate like medium course stage there no, was the short course but yeah well no it wasn't because there was more there was more than one position that makes it medium course you can have two positions in a short course it's three as a medium uh, i think it was a medium it's ended up being a fixed fixed time, but yeah. the 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 thing is that you had six targets to shoot at. One of them was there was and it was a sucker bet to shoot that target. Frankly, there was one that was probably about fifteen yards in a diagonal through a port with a no shoot. Um, then there was two. There was an open target, and then there was a partial, but the partial was like less than five yards from you, and it was there. You had more than fifty percent of the lower age unavailable. It was a super easy target to shoot. But then you had to run around an eight-foot wall to another port, and there were three more targets available there with a really wide transition. It was really interesting. Like I was actually, as far as how stages are set up, that was it was a decision maker. You had to decide how you're going to pick up the points that you wanted. Um, you know, being that's twelve, being that it's a twelve-round stage, of sixty points available. But you know, here we are, and I'm looking at this, and the top guys got forty-four points. Well, nobody shot that. No one, everyone. Forgo that that first target. Yeah, every, right. everybody was like, yeah, don't you think? Yeah, well, that's not true. I watched somebody try to shoot at it. And then who would you watch? Somebody on our squad tried to shoot at it. And I was talking to, I think I was talking to Andrew on our squad afterwards. And we were like, yeah, I don't know why I shot at that. That was a sucker bet. <laughs> so, but it was, it was a really interesting stage the way that was laid out. It was really a lot of fun. Um, so I was really happy with that. That's like one of the most unique things I think we've ever done in the match. Yeah, it's definitely here to stay. I think we'll see it. You'll see it again for sure at Area 5. Um, but it yeah. might become a new uh, national thing. I mean, you might be able to get more short time, short course fixed time stages. Yeah. Because it's different. No one sees it ever, at all. It's it, it makes it different than state. You know, when you hear fixed time, you're like, oh. But it is a little different than Virginia count. It's not yeah. exactly Virginia count. So. Yep. No, it, what, it's a it's a gather your points and make make your plan. But I like that it forced you to choose how you're going to attack it. Mm-hmm. And there were actually there were still choices. It, the fixed time thing, six targets, and there were still choices in how you were going to shoot it. It was amazing. Yeah. Yep. So that was a. Uh, I didn't. I thought it didn't do too terrible, but I did, I gave up all the points. I, uh, I didn't do too bad. I think I got twenty. I want to say twenty eight or twenty nine points. Twenty five. Twenty five points. You I had twenty five points. Twenty five. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. No, I. What did I come out with on that one? Oh, I gotta keep scrolling. I know what I got on the points, but I gotta figure out where I landed. Yeah, I didn't do two. I yeah, only 19 points on that. So all good. Yeah. Next, spot seven, stage seven, the rabid rabbit. I don't remember which one this was. That was the max trap that nobody activated because you didn't oh, have to. You didn't have to, yeah. So that, that was kind of a miss. That um, was kind of silly. I don't honestly, if I if I was gonna rethink the stage, I wouldn't even throw the max trap in there. I, I just, just made I it ahead of box and made that one target a headbox. Yeah, honestly. That's what I would have done. Yeah, so that was an interesting one. You kind of started, it was outside the shooting area, but it was kind of a long diagonal. So you, everybody was basically starting in the back and running forward. It didn't make sense to start anywhere else. Um, 
yeah. It yeah. wouldn't pay off to even start next to the stop box and stop it and then run over there. Yeah, none, none of that made sense. It was just 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 go. And every at first I had a plan because the stomp box was in the shooting area. I was like, oh, I'll just run by, I'll stomp it, and I'll engage the target and just take the head box. So I thought you know, we were going to be required to hit it, and it wasn't a requirement. So basically, they almost never reset the stomp box because it almost never, but nobody ever hit it. Because the presentation, you're too far away. You hit the stomp box, it was clack, clack, and you had still had to run another, what, I don't know, five yards? Yeah, it was before like... you were in a position where you could shoot it. So it was open and closed by the time you could get around to it. Um, so it really didn't make much sense to actually activate it. So pretty much everybody was taking that available head box because it was a non-disappearing max trap. Um, so yeah, I just, it was one of those things like just run through it, burn it down. We had a few people forget that one target in the port kind of in there where you could see the first three and you had to step forward to get that next one before you ran down. How many people forgot that? Was it um, just one? We, we had one person in our squad and I watched, I think another person do it um, when we moved in the next day. I had to step back to get some water and I saw somebody do the same thing. Oh, well, it's not, it's, and it was weird. It, there was no way for you to break the 180, take that target long as well. That's not true. It would be really, you had to really break the fucking 180 to, yeah. to not get that target. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, uh, what Hyder came out with, yeah, he shot, he shot really well. I don't know how he shot that in 10 seconds. I uh, have no clue. Have you seen him run? Guy is so fast. I, it's like, I've seen him run. I've seen him shoot. I've seen his videos, but it's just like at the same time, like part of me is having a hard time just wrapping my brain around how fast that actually is. Mm -hmm. I mean, but there's even guys here. It's like so he's 1062, but you got Max Platt, Trace Decker, Joshua Espinoza, and they're all shooting it in 11 seconds. That's still like mind-bogglingly fast. I mean, it's just crazy how quick that is. Well, you know, they're they, they're reacting quick to the beep, and they're moving their feet like. They're getting those shots off too. I think there, for me, especially personally, there was a lot of hesitation on some of those first shots, and you really wanted to waste as little time as possible in that first position because everything else, regardless if you went to the port first or if you went around the side or the max trap was first, that was really a matter of you just wanted to flow through it. And either direction, you, there was a way to flow through it quickly and just pick up your points as you go. Mm -hmm. So I think really the, the lost time for most people is in that first position, getting to the next position, whichever one you chose. Yeah, like on me, I even shot, well, I shot it almost 13, just under 13. Yeah, I know, you smoked it, dude. I think I ran it in like 15 or 16. I was happy with that. Well, let's find it because it's not going to be 200 to five. Because we're looking at practice score because that's how we roll. We will got it there better than I did. Oh, yeah, you, there you go. You're a little above me. We're... Okay, I ran it in 14. Okay, yeah, 14, 25. I don't care. Four seconds faster than it. I mean, I'm fat slow, but dude, four seconds is still, for that that course, that's a that's a fast makeup time. So yeah. My, yeah, I had, yeah, I was sub 13. So I guess that, but that, that, that sub 11, yeah, he had to have been hoofing it. He just ripped his shots and got what he needed and got out of there, man. That's, it's yeah. probably, and it probably saved time on that, that third set, you know, the, the double stack. The one target and then the one that you're coming out because everyone's kind of you know i think what a lot of people did I'm, i was i considered it i think i'd be interested if we can see this find a video that did this but the you could see in that kind of that first edition you could see there was a double stack target with a no shoot in between there was an open target uh kind of down the way and then you had to move and the transition to a wall i think if you could actually as opposed to shooting the double stack transitioning that if you actually shot that one and hit the double stack on the move over you probably could have taken a step and a half and been like basically a drag across presentation. It would have been faster, I think. Mm -hmm. I think there was a faster way to do that, which I did not do. Yeah, but it was a good stage overall, yeah. I thought. It was a very nice test of skills.
lot of available points to pick up though, that's yeah. for sure. I mean, because I don't think though there was a two hardcover on that stage, right? We had one head box in the port. Right. And then the slant target. Yep. Only and on the inside. And the only reason that target was a slant was to protect the wall. Yep. So yeah, it was close and you had a lot of A's on. No, the what is it? This one, the paper targets. This one was paper tigers. Paper tigers. This was that low boy one, that low boy stage. Low boy stage. So with the low boy down front where on the second position for you. One like your point, like the really one in the dirt. Where you started different from everybody else. You started on the right side of the stage, everyone else started on the left. Oh, right. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Sorry. Yeah, it took me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get well, the light I kind of shot the, I don't know. Yeah, I had a weird, weird stage plan. I think mean, pretty much everybody had started on the left side, stepped in, and there were three targets right away. And you kind of cleared a barrel. And there was a there was a low boy that was a yard away from you. And they <laughs> they had it was cut off. I don't think you even had a lower A zone. So you had like upper Charlie and a little bit of Delta, and then you had the head box. Um, and a lot of people started, went through there, and then they kind of ran to this one side. I actually looked at, there was, I tried to cut out, there's one position on the side. And I, my attempt was to cut that position out. So the idea was if I started over here, I shoot parts of the targets in there, run back over, clear everything, run around. Cause there was a bunch of in and out the way that stage was designed and there was no way around it. Like you had to like, go into an area and you had to back out of it, go back into an area and back out of it. It didn't, it didn't matter how you approached it. At some point you were running in and then having to back out of a position. So I made the decision to kill the one position on the side. So I didn't have to shoot there. Honestly, if I had to do it over again, I would just, I'd throw the position back in and run into it because there was a, a tux target that was trying to get, not really on the move, but I tried to hesitate to shoot it. Um, I ended up, that was an alpha mic on that one for me. And that was because I didn't, uh, hesitate enough. Um, I think I would have been better off just posing into it and ripping those two targets and then bailing into the next shooting position. Yeah, I gave up too many points on that stage too. <laughs> That's the theme of my matches: shoot it really fast and give up all the points. It's okay though. I mean, overall, like that was a less than a twenty-second stage for both of us. So yeah, I don't, I don't feel. I mean, even with a mic, I don't feel too particularly bad about how that stage went. Like it, I really did pull off the plan I wanted it to shoot, which is the nice part. Yeah, yeah, that's always a good one too. But uh, oh, um, and then we've got uh, uh, stage nine bow down. This is the only re required retreat stage on the whole match. Yep, that was the one we started up at front. That was actually the one I I went first on. Oh yeah, you did go first on that. Yeah, one. and uh, and if uh, Albert, if you're watching this, thanks again, man, because I didn't even think about running across the front, and that that actually easily cut off about a second and a half off my stage time. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of an interesting one. I could have drew and drilled on that one. Um, I don't think I picked up any penalties on that one. I think I did okay on that. Yeah, Hyder, what did, what did Hyder do? Hyder, 20 alphas, eight Charlies, and 1456. Yeah, it's pretty sporty. I think I was close to the, I think it was in the 19 mark, maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out here. But uh, it was, you know, honorable shout out here. So uh, Albert, uh, our, on our squad here, shot at 16. So he had 20 alpha. So drilled that pretty well. 20 Alpha H Charlie. Charlie yeah. and then Magnus did pretty well himself there. He shot that in 1596. 21 Alpha, 7 Charlie. That's a nice run, Magnus. Definitely was. It was a it was an interesting stage. Um a lot of people burned my time down though. Kind of even sad. I had a good time. I had a really good time on that stage. Oh, oh there we go. Yeah. I had 1673 on that one. So that's pretty good. Okay. 
But I gave up, like I said, that was the name of the day. Give up all for look at look at that. Half half Charlie the Delta. I did have a mic on that stage, but that was still a pretty good stage. That's still a decent hit factor out of that stage, to be honest with you. The high yeah. hit factor is what? Like nine. Yeah, but that's major power factor too. So I mean, I can play what ifs. I can put myself in major power factor. Yeah. But like, uh, there I am. See how I do. Yeah, I ran it in 19. So yeah, I was definitely getting smoked by the fast guys on that one. But that was interesting how, especially when I flowed through that position, it was the second position was really nice. It was just going on. It was like, yeah, you, you look good, dude. You were coming through, you stepped in that position. It was like, boom, 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 boom. Just, you're just moving right through it. Yep. And then smack to the reload and boogie the fuck up there. It was, it was interesting because you, I don't know. I don't know. Because there was the RO like right there as you're coming up the alleyway. Mm-hmm. And just like, oh, and then just make sure you get your muzzle back down range so you can turn. Yep. I don't think I don't think there was really any bad plans. I saw some. We saw some weird plans though. Tony Tony came up with a crazy plan. Well, even so, John and Albert had uh, interesting. Well, yeah, John and Albert had interesting plans of coming up to that. There was two. There was a double stack of targets on the most left of the stage, kind of like midway up the Yeah, bay. I don't understand the backing into that one. I think that's lost time. Yeah, because you yeah you shoot the eight tar- eight rounds there in the first position, and then they backed up, and then they went back forward, and then they boogied. Yeah, you added a lot of steps of time and hesitation and transitions. I, I don't think it was that was that juice was worth the squeeze there. But it must have been for Albert because he came in fourth on I, that stage. Yeah, but look, he's sixteen seventeen. I I, I sixteen seventy. I bet you he probably could have knocked it in the low fifteens if he didn't. Oh, probably, I, yeah. I, I, th- I think there was lost time for Albert, if I'm honest. Yeah, because – oh, he, then he must have walked it. Because then he did walk it like that. Then he did it Well, and point. he had the problem, too, where he, he didn't quite get in the right position. He hit the wall trying to back out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so, yeah. That was, that was like one. two seconds, three seconds right there. That uh, wasn't that bad. It seemed like it because, you know, we're all time dilated watching him go. Yeah, so. true that. That was a pretty good stage. Then we had stage 10 to lump it in. This stage was interesting, especially with it had a the, the, the max – the bobber no that was a swinger the swinger on a stomp box because mm-hmm. the interesting thing about brooklyn is they can't have steel um bays six through ten okay just because of the agreements with uh, the chiropractor across the road we just don't want any steel or anything kind of leaving that bay or any possibility so uh they have act- you have to pretty much have foot activators or hand activators um, okay. for the match so so that's kind of cool and interesting. So um, that one, you ran across the stomp box, shot some targets moving up because everyone thought you had to take the, the swinger from the back until we found out on Saturday yeah, that it, nobody it, took the swinger from the back. back. Yeah, and it made sense because when I looked at it, it almost seemed like all you were going to get was like a head box presentation if you're up front, and I was worried about that. But, uh, yeah, no, you get the whole thing. And the thing is it takes only uh, what they timed it. It takes almost 15 seconds for the – for the dwell to be so far that you're only like seeing delta or for and you can get down there way faster than that even I mean, shooting on the move like like being low and kind of shooting your points and yeah so i think a lot of people that was the plan with the boogie down there i i almost i was almost somebody yeah that was such i was so disappointed so down at the front i i cleared the stage just like i wanted to got down to the front and like right in front of me at like three yards there was a touch target and I got there and the swinger wasn't there. So the idea was if I got there and the swinger was there, I'll take the swinger. If not, I'll take the tux target. So I saw the swinger wasn't there. So I put two on the tux target and I saw the swinger coming out. Boom, boom, came up. Boom, boom. And I knew I missed the second shot. So I transitioned to another open target, waited for it to come back out. I put another round on it, got what I needed and ran out. I never noticed that I put one into the hardcover on the tux dead in front of me. Because <laughs> I think for my time, it was actually pretty decent. You can find me in there somewhere. 
but like the time was really decent. I just ate that one mic. I was like, oh, could have been somebody. But otherwise, it was a good stage. Yeah, might actually be easier if I do this. Just bump kids to limit for, yeah. for this stage. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah you came in fifth and limited on this one. So yeah, two- but I shot it in seventeen ninety. Yeah, and that's like the winner shot at sixteen eighty and nineteen. I think yeah. So I, I the time I had was fantastic. It's just that one mic ate my lunch on that one. So yeah, well yeah, and that Delta. Yeah, uh, the, not even the Delta man, the mic man. I honestly, Remember, Deltas are worth two points for me. I got the, I got the major. It's still, it's still pretty much a scored mic, though. No, it isn't, dude. A scored mic is right minus ten. That's two points. I'll take two points over minus ten any day. So pra- practice score, you need to do some updating. We don't have any targets with B zones anymore. Can we get them out of the tablets and out of the uh, practice score? You actually have to blame the guys that set up this match because they must have enabled B, uh, Bs. Or they didn't. Yeah, they didn't select the right one. Um, no, but, if you shoot USPSA, like you have to actually hit the button to enable these. It's no longer default. Uh, so yeah. You have to blame the guys to set up the tablet for that one. Damn it, Walt. You had one job. <laughs> no, he, he did a really good job. Him and Dan Click did a really good job as uh, RMing on this uh, match. So I was just kind of curious. I, that F, like, like, look at me. <laughs> I'm on the fucking bottom on this one because I hit the two mic FTSA on that one target. Oh, on. You blew right past that target. And I think it was because of the stomp. You got. Because you stepped in, you hit the stomp box. Like, that stomp box, you had to stomp the stomp box. For me, I'm a big, fat, heavy guy. So I just, like, I literally just put all my weight on it. And went well, down. and I ste- and I guess what I did wrong was I stepped in the middle of the box. No, you, uh, you barely I, touched it with that foot. That right. was the thing. You stepped in, you were like, think, And then you, like, got partway down. You're like, wait, that didn't go down. And then you had to step back and smash it. And I think you were kind of, like, jarred after that because you skipped past that one target. And all of us were standing in the back going, oh, no. Oh, no. no. My time was still good, though. I was sub 21. <laughs> I mean, dude, like, if I can say anything, this match has proved I can go fast. Yeah, man. Well, that's actually the better thing, man. You pick up the speed, and then you start seeing what you need to see at that speed. You, that's when the hits start coming back to you. Now I'm just curious. Who won Chrono? So I'm, okay. Oh. You're not going to see. Here, I'll show you. I'll pull, I'll pull up Chrono. Everyone's. I, I love Chrono. Chrono is, like, the coolest thing ever. <laughs> because you really got to see who won Chrono. All right, let's see. Combined. Combined. Oh, so this is right. Okay. So this what is this is correct then. Uh I don't know if that's correct or not. 670. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Something. Oh, yeah. No, that's definitely wrong because the middle uh power factor or the middle velocity is 8,765 <laughs> feet per second out of a 199.1 grain bullet. I don't think that was happening. So I think our true winner was Floyd Pratt here, uh, who had who was shooting a 200 grain 40 and had a power factor of 191.8. God, I don't know. Floyd, why, bro? Why? I don't know. Floyd, like, come on. I'm going to have to give Floyd shit because Floyd's a club member, too. He's, uh-huh. He did really good. He's the groundskeeper for the club. Oh, nice. So, but shit, Andrew Heiders, look at that. 180 power factor. Yeah, but when you're shooting major, when you're shooting open, like, you just want to comp the run. You don't give a damn about the oh, power no. factor. Well, yeah, and that, that 38 super comp uh, definitely mm-hmm. uh, definitely works. Yeah. Well, and I knew found out the hard way that my, my stuff was loaded on the hot side. Yeah, so, but you, you, oh, but you're still 31th in chrono. Well, 30th in chrono, really, with 172. Yeah, 172 power factor out of four and a half inch barrel. That was a little too spicy. Yeah, so it's okay. Did anyone shoot minor anyhow? Oh god, what the? F- this has got to be a PCC. No, okay. oh my god, look at that, Mark Nail, minor, <laughs> 170 power. There's no way oh, that's hold right. Hold on, let me check his time. There's no way that's right. What was that name again? 
Mark Nail. He came in 43rd. Mark Nail. Let's see. He was shooting 148 grain. Whoa. Yeah. yeah he's shooting one. It's 148 weight, but she's, she's shooting 147s. 1151, 1157, 1157. A, that's really consistent ammo. Awesome. <laughs> B, dial that back about 150 feet per second, man. Like, you don't need it to be that hot. Like, actually, almost 200 feet a second. I don't think it just needs to be in the high 900s. Yeah. You don't even need, like, man, good Lord. That must have been, like, shooting a hand cannon. So he, won, he really won chrono? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that might, like, for shooting nine for minor, that's, uh, oof. Yeah, because they don't make 148 grain 40 ammo, do they? No. Okay. Because that'd be like the only thing I could think of shooting 40 and right. happen to shoot minor. Did anybody go sub minor? Uh, I'd hope not. Um, 125.43. No. Like, boy, oh boy. All right, Mr. Thomas Burns, you get the award for uh, lowest uh, kit pack. Oh, here's my buddy. So, uh, one of my friends from Austin uh, actually came up and shot with his son at this match. Uh, Augie, here's a shout out to you, man, for the 125.8 power factor or 0.9. Pardon yep. me. <laughs> hey, you got it. Kind of script that curve. Is he shooting Rommel's ammo too? Uh, no, he loads his own. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I, I don't understand these guys. Like, we're shooting like this really low, like anything under like 128 or well, honestly, 130 is like, do you really gain, do you gain anything extra out of that? Or are you just trying to save powder? Who knows, man? These days and time, saving powder might be a viable reason to do it. Yeah, that's also interesting. I didn't know this. Roy Neal, CRO on stage nine, was shooting single stack minor. Not normally a thing. Well, he came in third shooting minor. That's not bad. No, that's not bad. It's viable, I guess, at local or you know regional matches, but never really national. That's not. No, that's not true, dude. There's been a bunch of people who've shown that minor could be viable even at national. Yeah, but it was who was it? Oh, Tim Heron and. Uh, the great one, Rob Latham. They were shooting yeah. some match this year earlier, and they were like, fuck this shit, we ain't shooting minor at the big house. We're shooting major. Fair. So that was Chrono. I mean, Chrono's always exciting because especially, it was weird. They still give it, made us take them Chrono ammo, and then they just took it off of our belt anyway. But they needed to pull the bullet, so. Yeah. By the way, Ronald, they weighed, weighed my, uh, my, my uh, uh, 180 grain. They came in at 182.7. Oh, so it's so, a little extra cushion, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> So then we shot that, that was we shot six stages before lunch. Yeah, that was kind of awesome. Yeah, I didn't, but honestly, at that point, I would have much rather just kept going and forgo the lunch. No, but honestly, let's talk about lunch. Like we got carted back our asses up to the clubhouse. That was lunch. nice. We got a little little hayride back up there. The lunch was actually good. You could pick up your own dinner and eat. And it wasn't heavy. I honestly, no. like that was like probably one of the better lunches for a match. That you could eat as much or as little as you wanted. There was a good mixture of stuff there too. <laughs> yep, the cookies you get a pass totally on the cookies. There was fruit salad. I didn't get any because my plate was full. I didn't get any because I didn't want the didn't, didn't want the extra acid in my stomach. But like it was great. The food was nice. Um, we paid. T- it wasn't part of the match fee, but some people opt out of eating anyway. Yeah. So what's the point of wasting yeah, the, exactly. the money? Essentially, I, I, look, I got no problem if they tell you ahead of time, hey, we're serving food, but it's extra. Um, I don't, my, I think my thing is if you're going to shoot a major and you're going to be there all day, like y- y- it's really hard to get away from the match or like have to like, especially if you've got certain restrictions or whatever, and you're like, well, I need to carry around a cooler and do all it's like, man, you're adding a lot of, a lot of load to the shooters. I like the fact that there is an option to get food. I know some people, they don't want to, they want to do their own thing or 
you know, but I think here they did a great job because it was, you could make, you could stack a huge sandwich and eat a ton and leave yourself sluggish, or you could have something kind of small and light enough to kind of abate any of that. And you're like, all right, cool. And that's what I did. I, mm -hmm. I basically, I had sort of, oh, I had a, a modestly sized sandwich, a little bit of cheese, drank some more water and found out there was coffee there, which coffee. Um, but yeah, go ahead and do that. And then that was, that was, that was nice, man. Yeah. I was a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan of bringing my own cooler to the match, unless I'm working the match. Then that's a different story. Well, but then you're not going anywhere. So right. Yeah. I mean, but here, if I would have changed anything, I'd one, I would have had it on the base, like brought coolers of sandwiches to the base pre-made and then you just eat there. But then, but at that point I would say shoot through, just eat the sandwich when you want, but finish the match. Just have yeah. a roaming lunch. If you if we were if you we were behind schedule or something, that I'd be kind of with you. But goddamn, man, we we still finished an hour and a half early, even with an hour lunch break. What's it? it was, yeah, and then yeah, that was kind of nice. It's dude, I, I'm not. I have I have zero complaints about having to stop for lunch. I get it if you're kind of behind schedule and you want to push through, but I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to be in the boat where I'm like, oh, I'm going to shoot through and screw this, and I don't want to wait. Like, no, it was kind of nice. Have a seat, do a little chit chatting, relax, eat some food, digest a bit. Go back out there. I was glad that because originally I was supposed to be the first shooter on Bay Ten after lunch. I'm mm -hmm. glad that that didn't happen. Right, you got to shoot and be done with it. Yeah, and then be like, all right. But um, stage one, uh, the first one, it was kind of interesting. Well, I honestly, there was really two plans: the lefty or the righty way. That was the one with the two little boys in the middle, and then it was kind of it was a basically yep. a symmetrical stage after that. Yeah, yeah, with the one target in the back in the middle that you, you had to dig out on either side. Yeah, a couple of people double engage that one. I would have honestly that would have been better if it was totally mirrored and had two targets, one on each side. I kind of like doing that, and honestly, it's because if people will double engage it or not count through on it. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, so I started. Um, there was like we said the double stack and the two little boys and another double stack. Um, so I topped the two um, double the double stack on the left, took the low boys, shot on shot on the move to take the ones on the left, shot the other ones behind a wall, then came into the lat the second position I'd call it I guess, and you shoot that whole array. What is it like a is that a, a tux on each side, a popper, an open paper, and the, the max trap. Yeah, and then there's the one target in the back. So I cleaned all the one side off, came over to the other side. I don't know how I did it. The gun. No, that wasn't on that stage. Was that on that stage where the the mag flipped completely over? That wasn't. That was a later stage. Yeah, oh, okay. no, that was amazing. When you dump you dumped the mag and it stayed upright. Yeah, that was a later stage. But it, yeah, so that was kind of self order. Then you have to finish on the last target that's behind a set of barrels. I, I didn't. I didn't finish on that one. So did you? You came in on that one, didn't you? Yeah, I came over to that one, shot that one because it left everything open. It was just a bit of a lean to get to the one that was the tux at the end. So it was. It, it, it avoided the extra two backup steps to get to that target, which is lost time. I thought. Yeah. Um, I think it did pretty well on that one. I'd be extra curious to see where I landed and limited on that one. You came in third. Yeah, I came in third on that stage. But yeah, with yeah you. Two and a half seconds. Well, two and something. Yeah, Wendland faster than me. I'm okay with that. But well, Galka stunt like look at Galka like. Yeah, but it, even though I talked to him after this stage, he didn't seem like the happiest camper in the world. Well, he still... is. Yeah, eight Charlies and two Deltas, and like both me and so yeah, Renlin beat me obviously because he had two seconds on me basically, and we shot exactly the same point. We shot twenty five Alpha and seven Charlie. Mm -hmm. so a seven and a half hit factor on the stage but uh, steve galpa came out with an eight seven not bad man and even though jeff hasn't been shooting a lot this year jeff still really did well in limited yeah like he still was like in most stages like the top five 
Like, so that's not, so that's not in the scoff. I'm kind of actually curious, where did I land on that one? I know, like, and on the, oh, okay, I came in 39th and carry updates on that one, but 21 seconds. So, yeah. but like I said, I had, did I, oh, I had a mic because it was right for the hardcover. On the first, the first side on for me was that tux. It was in the tux. It was like, but it wasn't like, it should have been fixed. That was not a like close mic into the hardcover. So, yeah. anyway, so we're going to move on from that stage. Uh, stage two, a little bit of this. Which one was that? Stage two. Oh, that was no, that was the 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 weird L-shaped, the mirrored stage with the four poppers in the middle. Where you started on either side, step on completely outside. Right, and that was all the you like four poppers in the middle of one far target. That that's that is that the that, one my, my, my infamous two two uh mic no shoot. Yeah, I think that's if I'm correct, that's two not let, let me oh yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah, yeah two mic that's a two mic no shoot stage. Yeah. Okay. So that I could have been somebody on that one. That was another, I could have been somebody. Uh, that was interesting. Uh, I think it was basically a mirrored stage. Uh, I think the one thing was interesting, uh, if you're on the, the left side to start, you could see one of the four pieces of steel that you normally just see in the middle. And if you're on the right side, you couldn't, you could only see the one steel from the other side. Oh, so well, yeah. So there was, was dropped then. Yeah, it's just kind of like, I think where the barrels ended up and everything, it was just a slight advantage, but I still started. I started on the right side and moved around because the reload was in my favor. Um, that stage was going really well for me. Um, I was getting hits where I wanted them. And then uh, I came in and, and, you know, I'm sure everybody's sick of hearing my ammo excuses at this point, but I was shooting some spicy ammo that I think was hitting a little bit lower at 25 yards than I thought. And those were, I think it was 25 yards about, maybe a little less. Not much. Maybe like 18, maybe yeah. 18, 20. Yeah, it's got to be closer to 20. Those were those were pretty far out there, the parcels. Oh, there were no, there was like what, headbox, almost headbox? Yeah, you had like a little bit of A zone, but I was I was aiming like right at the shoulder neck perf line. And I had, I settled the sights and I was like, okay, I got to clean. I was like, kadoom. I settled the sights again, kadoom. Those are two good hits. I transitioned to steel and then I transitioned. If we're going to talk about this, if you're watching the video, guys, this is uh, the line at the top of the perf, or the top of the thing. The no shoots were like right here. They're kissing yeah. each other. No, they were, they were, well, they weren't quite kissing each other, but they were like two really clean shots in the A zone, about three inches lower than where I was aiming, right into the no shoot. So it was two mic no shoot. That video is going to be funny to watch back. Be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's like I didn't realize that because I called two really good hits. They were beautiful hits, like total perfect sight picture, great trigger press. Everything was wonderful. And so, like, there's video of me, like, right after, because I, I unloaded so clear, grabbed my round, and I looked, I just, I wasn't even really looking for it. I just looked up and I could see the two black holes in the nose. She's like, ah, why? You know, checked my round. It was funny. Yeah, this was one of my better stages, but I definitely had the one mic killed me. That was in the hardcover on some of the first target we engaged. My first target that I engaged shooting across. Oh, shooting through the port, through across. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. You know, that was nice, though, for our, like an RO standpoint. They had the walk through, the cut through. Mm -hmm. So the guy scoring could <laughs> cut down the middle. And then like meet the other RO at the other end. Yep. No, they did a good job with that. Um, if we haven't said this already, like legitimately the ROs and the staff who ran this match, amazing. And those guys were super efficient with the with the scoring. And and you know, we saw them yanking overlays when they needed to, but there was no real waste of time. It was good. So yeah, I I think the only stage that somebody didn't have a like a plan in place of like this is how we're scoring it, no matter what you do, mm -hmm. was this stage. This stage was the only one that was depending on where you stop is where we're going to score it. Yeah, but pretty much everybody stopped on one end to the other, so you just went this way or you went that way. Yeah, that so way. It, yeah, but so it wasn't too difficult. They, but nobody, 
they had forced, I think they had forced staff on that stage. One guy was always doing the steal. So that was kind of nice. Yeah. They were doing a good job getting out of their set. He had that, that one had really cool hair. Oh, and then the guy with the, um, the overlay. Oh, I know. The, the overlay. God, I'm, such a, I'm such a nerd. This is one of the ROs had a, a, a 3D printed like holder for his overlays, like on his belt. I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, I'm a nerd because I like 3D printed overlay holders. Uh, <laughs> it's so convenient though. Like I've had, I've done the, I've done the lanyard thing. It's smacking you around if you're standing there, if you're running or if you're moving behind the, like the stage. So, or they're in your pocket. Um, I have seen the ones where you put them in your back pocket and you've got like the zip tie for like a board, like a board checker. Like if like someone's got a squib, you're like, yeah, it's in there. Yeah. But then, then it's kind of just sticking out of your pocket or you can't sit on it. So yeah. there's always the, whatever there is. Um, another thing we didn't talk about was the canopies. There's a bunch of canopies on the base. Yeah, they didn't really need a, to use them, luckily. Yeah, well, no. Well, just there's so much shade. Like all your shit, I mean... I wish there was a better spot to put everyone's crap so people could actually use the table. And other than there's my bag, but plenty of shade even when it was it was didn't get super sunny that yes. No, we had, the sun poked its head out a couple of times, but I didn't have to run away and burn burst into flames and be the vampire that I had. Yeah. Well, and then like if we're looking at like well, I guess we'll look in the overall. What height? I'm kind of curious what hider shot. Fucking 15 seconds. Holy fucking shit. That uh, he was smoking it. Him and Although I'm kind of excited for Ryan Rocks. I think they're both signed up. I'm hoping they're both signed up because yeah. that's usually a good duke out um, between Andrew and uh, Max. Yeah. Um, stage three, what are you doing? I'm looking, looking for, for a rainbow. rainbow. So yeah. if anyone cares, the CRO on this stage was uh, Rick Steele, the area director. Um, he was a good support about it because it's, it's an inside joke with uh, the match director. So okay. it's, it's just funny. But he didn't say it right. <laughs> so you're supposed to put a little more emphasis on it. But it, it's a good stage. Um, but that was uh, Rick, Savetta, and uh, Eric. Yep. Which I really like is when people actually order their own. Like, um, I think it's whenever they order their own um, NROI jersey. Yeah, you get you, your name on you it. You get your name on it. So it's really nice to go up and say when you thank the RO, actually say their name. That's why we all put our names on our jerseys besides identification as the shooter. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's so easy to say, oh, thanks, you know, Jim, or instead of, oh, thanks, RO guy. Yeah. So that was always cool. Um, that stage, um, I don't know. They, everyone said there was options on that stage, but I really didn't think there was many options. The, the options came in um, order choice, in the back array, and in the middle array. Yeah, that second, that, well, the third stop, essentially, because you had to stop at that gap to take those target and the popper. Yeah. But after that, because everybody, you back up, take two, there's a little tiny, like, narrow gap. It was like, you know, I don't know, six inches wide. Shoot through that, and there are two targets. You had to take one kind of on the way through. Then there was one position where you had a choice whether or not you wanted to pick steel off or not, or part of the steel, or shoot some stuff, and you could shoot them in, in and out or whatever. The back position, you basically had to shoot the same way. You had to move back, shoot the open paper and the activator, move forward. And then after that, it was kind of a, do you want to take the bobber first? Do you want to roll this way or roll that way? It wasn't a like everybody basically ran the same path because part of it was a, sort of a restricted path stage anyway. Yeah. So it was really just a target order choice. Yeah. I, yeah. But honestly, the bobber was moving slow enough. I think I felt as long as you put him into the the brown instead of the the tux because it was a tux. What, 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 what are you trying to say? Man? Uh, how many mics did you put into that one? Just one. Yeah. Who put th I know someone put three alpha on that too. Wasn't that Albert or something? I don't know. I mean, I would rather have three alpha than you know the, the alpha mic that I put on it. Actually, no, I take it back. I Charlie mic it. I put one one in the neck 
and then one in the hardcover on that one. I thought I had two good hits. I mean, and, and it, there was the hardcover was appropriate for this match. There yeah. wasn't like it wasn't just we're gonna throw hardcover and no shoots on every target and have you woe up on everything. No, it definitely were, gave you to put the gas on, but gave you enough to have to woe up for some throttle control. I was talking to who was the end of the MD? Ken. Ken. So I was talking to him at the end of the match, and that was gonna be the thing I mentioned to him. There was a lot of really good stages where it was it wasn't a boring like everything super tight and technical and kachuk 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 trying to shoot everything and it wasn't just a hey everything's eight eight and eight and it's you know inside of 10 yards and wide open targets um so it was a really good mixture of engagement speeds and that actually even when the stage is like that one which there wasn't like a million one options Mm -hmm. it still made the stage interesting to shoot because there was you can't just go you had to like oh Blam, 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 blam. You had to have that throttle control, mm-hmm. and it really made you like engage and visualize what you're doing with the targets. That actually made it really interesting to shoot. The other thing I think I would have changed on this stage was the wall that you had to leech around to get the the target in the activator. I would have just shortened that wall up just a smidgen, um, just for like ease of purposes. So, so it kind of wasn't it wasn't wasn't a 180 trap, but we can say. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the like, because there could have been a lot of newer shooters shooting the match, and because you kind of had to back up and you yeah, moved out of diagonal. Tendency was to go forward to that one, and you had to come back to get in that fourth. I, I agree. I would, me personally, I would have liked to have seen that a little farther up, or if they were really, if they really wanted you to kind of have to get over to that position, they could have actually angled the wall further towards you and then moved the stuff a little deeper in. So it would have still been a lateral movement, but it would still force you over to a secondary position while you went to engage the rest of it. Yeah, I think, yeah, I would agree on that. So that was just something, but I mean, that's not nitpick. The stage was good. Yeah. No, I took all the steel on the, like I came to the third position and took all the steel, like the two paper, the steel. I took the back target and the, the tux. Yeah. I skipped the back target because I knew when I came across that I would just shoot it because I was going to pass it. So I'm like, I can remember to skip it here because I know when I get to the back, I'm going to be like, shoot all the things yeah so but yeah i think that was really again that was like minor differences in options so there was options there but i think it was a target order thing where it yeah was. like let's see i ran that state i didn't okay i ran it in 2844 which i had i had i had to rack around out and then i ran i went dry but i still did and then i had to did I, have to, I don't know that was the one where the mag would just go yeah so I'm standing straight up at the end of it I still didn't get that picture from Jackie. Yeah, you ran at 26. So, I mean, I really didn't lose a lot of time compared to you, but, like, the winner well, limited was still shooting at 24 seconds. Yeah, so it wasn't like there's a lot. But I think even for me, like, I actually spent too much time on that bobber. Like, I should have just – like I, I hesitated the first time, and it was down and gone, and I transitioned off of it for no target, came back to it. And mm-hmm. If I had just engaged on the way up, I think I'd have been okay. Yeah, like, in what? Trace shot that in less than 20 seconds. And he won that stage, so he was definitely aim- – he hit every piece of steel and didn't slow down, and he took that bobber and went past. So that was kind of cool. Um, the bat- this, is the- this was our last stage of the match. Yep. This stage, I think when we walked it, we didn't notice something, and that was the – originally walked it was that you had to take the two steel in the back. Well, the the one, one, you had to the take big... the one mini popper from the back, yeah. And you could see the bigger one up front, but it wasn't worth it. You're already there at that point. You might as well make a bowl. Yeah, so then there was yeah. so there was pretty much a similar array on one side, on both sides. was uh, two targets, um, a target, and then I think it was a tux. 
Uh, it was it was actually I think it was a parcel on a tux because I think it was one of no the parcels for the back. So yeah, it was an open a tux, and then in the back there was a uh, half uh, like a diagonal half cover, and then a, a, another mini popper. And then you had to go into the port, and there was a popper, popper activator paper swinger, parcel. Right. And then yep, yeah, you got it. So yeah, I think that was the correct order was popper, popper paper swinger yep because the swinger was not that fast no it, it was one of our old, it was our old swinger so. well but then, again you're talking about mini poppers and even especially for you for minor power factory it was like and it was a forward fall she was ding and you had all the time in the world so by the time you settle in the first start it's starting to fall forward and you go boom boom and then it's like presents it's yeah so that was, that's have, a one pass swinger even yeah i put three on it because my first shot i had no idea where it went when i went to look at the target i had one alpha two charlie so all three rounds my rounds landed on it yeah then the i don't know that's i like that stage um definitely could have didn't shoot it the fastest that's for damn sure no but that was also the end of the day man oh i was do, i was done like yeah, yeah. Dude, check it out I took fourth on that one yeah 11 there you go so yeah no um that was definitely so that was definitely i was done i was just ready to get to my turn to shoot not that i was mentally checked out of the match i was just like can i be done i was like almost can i shoot first i want this gun off now hold on before you roll off of that one so i shot 16 alpha for charlie and delta i'm looking at josh peters who won who's a class at the moment which i'm guessing he's a big sandbagger he shot 13 alpha seven charlie one delta but he shot it in 15 seconds i shot it in 18 seconds with three seconds. you missed on some steel though didn't you yeah and no, i had makeups on steel but even the makeups would have just put me down on like the high 17s like that's not like that was 1879 mm -hmm. when the misses on steel like that would have put me in like a 17 2 17 5 yeah you know what i mean like that wasn't like oh well that's a five second it's like no nah, that's all that's really lost on the steel but it's that's yeah, your boy, bonkers. your boy here shot it in 17 flat. So there you go. I mean, but like fucking Trace Decker in less than 12. Like this guy, I, is, I, I mean, he is no, he came out of nowhere, out of Kentucky, right? But he he can fucking burn. Yeah, like he he's on the, I want, I want to say Trace is on the super squad for nationals this year. So he's definitely going to be, if he's not, he should be because he, uh, he can fucking burn. Like, well, how did he finish the national? Oh, oh, great. We're on practice score. So this makes this really easy, y'all, because um, oh, come on. Do as I say, not as I do. Piece of shit. Um, oh, this is the easier way. I guess if I can type blue. Was it insane? No, blue bullets, PCC, CO. Come on. Oh, that's I, a lot of bites to go load. I don't care. Hey, somebody still shot open at that national. Oh zone. yeah, somebody got bumped open for sure. How many? How many? One, Mr. Dave Rosin. I senior B class. <laughs> All right. No, um, carry optics, Mr. Trace Decker. But this was a stacked field too. He came in 19. Okay. So I mean he shot 89.65% of JJ. And JJ was shooting like God. JJ shot 92% of points, Trace. 82. He, that's, not his, that's not his percentage points. That's, that's as possible of total possible match points, right? Yeah, that's not the, the percentage points. That's that that is not correct in the overall percentage of points that we show. So. Oh, oh no, okay. Change match. It should be somewhere on there, right? Yeah, or do yeah. you delete it because you didn't want to look at it again? <laughs> yeah. I do. I do that from time to time because I look up too many fucking matches on my competitor app and I just start deleting shit. Find it. Uh, race gun. There's a boot. All right. 
let's see. You said he was what? 19th in carry optics. So. Um, he shot 88% of points. What does this say? Oh. Yeah, that's what I said. That's not that's you know. Yeah, oh. He shot 88% of points. Okay. Uh, he had four mics in the procedural. So. Yep. And a no penalty mic. Well, yeah. Hey, they do because they're they're just you're just giving up points at that point. Well, well, but you're not hemorrhaging points at that. Well, point. but you're not necessarily giving up points because if you're faster, you you had a higher hit factor without it, then you're better off. Yeah. Well, there was a disappearing target though. What was the disappearing target nationals? I don't remember. I've blocked out most of that. <laughs> I've deleted that from the memory yeah, bank. That was the matrix match. purged that data. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Trace definitely was on fire. I, I don't even think our local GM John could have kept pace. Well, and the thing is, like, okay, the guy who shot the, the Trace Decker that shot this match today is definitely not the Trace Decker that shot that match in October. So you're he, saying he's, he's already he's already gotten better. Oh yeah, agreed. So. Oh, I'm kind of actually curious where John ended up because to I mean we can't re it's not a true comparison, but we can still see right. Oh, why am I doing this? John didn't shoot nationals. Never mind. Don't worry about it. Yeah, he had to work. Okay, though well, John had to work this weekend too, which sucked because at Magnus, well, I don't even think Magnus would have gotten a match bump though, to be honest with you, because he shot 80, he was like 84%, and that's still A class, isn't it? He'd have to shoot a 90 because he's A class already. Yes, yeah, so wanted he a match bump, he'd have to shoot a 90%. Yeah, that's right. And you'd have to have the three gym, GMs yeah, be, be, be in the top still. Yeah, still beat him, yeah. yeah so happen. I mean, I liked this stage, it didn't go, it wasn't like a big old dumpster fire, but. It was it was fun. It was a fun day, but I was just like ready to be done. I think there was a lot of squad ready to be done. I, I gotta be honest, I wasn't ready to be done. I could have shot another two or three stages easily without any real fatigue. Mm -hmm. um, I can tell a lot of these guys up in the north aren't used to it. It was it was warmer and hu more humid, I think, than they were used to. But it didn't get um, humid until like the end of. Uh, I didn't even notice it, man. I don't until know how until it right after it rained, it was just a little humid. Well, I know everybody was complaining about it, but it didn't seem like any different to me, man. And I think that's just because I spent all the time in Texas and the humidity shooting there. Yeah. Um, so all of this seemed pretty easy. Uh, it didn't seem fatigued. I definitely didn't get dehydrated or anything like that. So I didn't drink enough water. That was for sure. But I didn't really come up with a headache. Then we went out to. Oh, well, then we went to the awards. Yep. That was fun. Well, at first I had to drive people around in a golf cart because. You get club privileges when you're a member of the club. Yeah. So I dropped off some ladies to the cars and some old guy who was volunteering. I didn't catch his name, but he did good. And he got a little, he got a little, he kept, he closed his eyes when I was driving because we were driving down the dirt road hauling ass. And, but there was cars in front of us. I was like, well, I think you just didn't want dust in his eyes. Probably a little. Yeah. There was a couple of folks I saw like when we were taking the hay ride, we're kind of doing all these just so the dust wasn't getting out. Yeah. And we went to dinner. Dinner was really good. Dinner was amazing. Dinner was great with good people. Mm -hmm. I, it was funny because there was always like the, the middle, there was a middle part of it. There was like 12 of us, right? Yeah. So there was this, the table was one big table, but it was definitely segmented due to the fact that uh, there's you know, like four different groups essentially at the table. You had you, myself, um, my wife, Annette, and uh, Jose, Uncle Joe Sanchez. Then we had Jackie, Tony, John, and Larry. Yep. And then the other guys, I just like, oh, you guys keep chit chit. Well, you can't yell across the table at everybody. I only want, but you, we had to play referee for food. Yeah. Nobody wanted to listen. Well, there was a lot of people checking their phones, not paying attention. Yeah. So that's all right. That waitress was really nice. They could have hit us for a big gratuity fee. I, uh, hope, I hope everybody did well. That uh, was that was nice. What was the, what was the name of that place again? One. 
Well, I gotta look it up. It's gonna bother me now. Yeah. Does it does it save it on your phone since you I, looked I it up I, in the car? Yeah, I think I think it does. You're right. It was really good though. Yeah, it was one North Kitchen and Bar in Jackson in Jackson, Michigan. Uh, they'll probably never hear this, but uh, legit, it was a really good place. The food was good. I think everybody was really happy with the food. Um, service is nice. The facility is nice. Uh, if you do actually have a big party, they can handle you. Oh yeah, those so, tables were really nice, and they, that it was kind of a bench seat on one and chairs on the other, the other side. side. But they were, it was easy. Like there, we weren't the only large party there. Obviously, there was a lot of like uh, graduation celebration stuff happening that weekend. Um, so there was a bunch of other big parties, and they were they were dealing with it just fine. So and they weren't shitty with us. We were they. She was patient with us. Yes. But we made sure we knew how to split the bill before yeah. we started. Yeah. That would have been, like, if I was the waiter or waitress, I'd be like, you're effing kidding me. And then I got to do this yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that was nice of her. And, and you know, I, I think everybody, regardless of, you know, jokes aside, I think everybody was really courteous. So that certainly helps, but it was nice. I was very happy with that meal. I had, yeah, I had, I had a cocktail and it was pretty tasty. I had coffee, but my meal came with beer cheese. So, so there you had beer. Um, no, I had beer cheese. Yeah, there's still, beer, the there's still beer in it. No, they did make cheese with beer. There's no alcohol in it. Yeah, but yeah, because they cook it all off. But yeah, that was really good. Um, I had the fish and chips. I was really getting bum burned out on fish and chips, and then I hated it because I wasn't ready. But I was like, "Fuck it, I gotta fix something." So I was like, "Eating me that one," <laughs> but I wasn't disappointed with my food after I got it. Though. That's good. But my my two desserts were really good too because I'm a fat fuck. <laughs> I ate my peach cobbler and then yeah. I ate like a quarter of Tony's cheesecake after everyone else dipped off the plate. Yeah, Tony, <laughs> even Tony was like, man, I'm fishing all this. That was like, honestly, that was really fucking good cheesecake. Fair enough. It was just warm enough where it's not like cold, like super cold, but it's cold, you know, it's like safe temperature, but it's like, it's flavorful and it tastes really good and the texture was good. Um, That was really good. Um, Larry... <laughs> I don't know. He, he said he kept bitching about his steak, the size of his steak, but he could have eaten Robert, the rest of Robert's steak. But, uh, yeah, that was the match. We, we drove home. Now, now we're recording this. This will be up uh, here in a couple hours. Cause, oh, you're using buses right away? Yeah, because what, what's the point of waiting? Like, I, I have backburned other podcasts, so this one could be right after the sectional, because it's kind of time-sensitive. Um, well, but I'll share that near the very end of the video. Okay. Um, but any final thoughts on your match? I love that. Um, not that anybody cares, but for my goals personally, um, I'm still learning to shoot the irons fast. Um, you know, I am Red's dot, not Red's irons. You still have a red dot on your fiber, though. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a, yeah, that's just a lie. That's just a lie. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm the stage plans went off the way I wanted to. I didn't have a lot of mistakes as far as like execution. I just need to get a little bit better about how, like being able to roll those sights at speed, and I'm getting better at it. So I'm not mad about my finish. I'm not mad about the penalties I took. Um, the, the low shots and the, the no shoot, like that was outside of my control. So um, I, I, like I said, overall for the match, they did an amazing job. I am so happy with the way things went. Um, everybody, you know, all, all the ROs, the way the staff was done, you know, I think anybody who's going to show up, who's going to shoot the Area 5 section or the Area 5 match, the championship is going to have a good time. The facility's nice. The folks are going to do a good job. So, I, you know, everybody was like, we'll see you at Area 5. I'm like, I'm the one guy not going to Area 5. Sorry, I've come from Area 4. But, um, no, it definitely was a worthwhile trip. And I'm really happy with the way it ran. I had a lot of fun. The squad was amazing. Squad 25. Woo! Um, Next time we'll know, not start, pick, don't pick five. 
pick the next stage that starts in four. <laughs> don't start on stage five. Yeah, don't don't start where they're gonna give you like you know the twenty yard mini bar, you know, poppers poppers with no shoots. Yeah, but honestly, like usually there's a farther shots than that on that yeah, day. I, I, everybody kept telling me that. So like you're talking to the guy who has to put stages on the ground. Like those things are usually farther than that. Yeah. So everyone was like. I had home court advantage. I was super comfortable at the range because it is my range. You know what? It's really nice when you can just go up to the match director and give him a hug and see if he's doing okay. Yep. But uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely a good match. Um, I can't thank the staff enough. I didn't get to staff it because you were coming into town. Yeah, so I appreciate that. I wasn't going to be a dick and be like, yeah, I'm going to staff it so I won't see you all weekend, but you can stay at my house. Huh. The really cool part is we spent this whole weekend together and you yep. stayed at the house. The dogs have loved you. I love the dogs. They're awesome. They're hilarious. Ivy always chooses violence now. We need a t-shirt. Tony, Jackie, we need a shirt. Uh, I need to get a picture of Ivy. This is going to be a limited run. So it's going to be a picture of the dog that says, I always choose violence. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got a picture of her ass on the back. So there's there a little fluff button little, on the back. A little corgi button in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and we'll have to put some phrase on the back of something, you know, or, or yeah, we'll figure it out. But that's going to be an awesome shirt. We make it. But, uh, it was. It's been a great weekend. It's. It's. It's been a blast. Um. What else do we got to do? Um. Well, I guess it's time for the time sensitive information. So as of the recording of this, it's six fives right after the match. Um. So we all had a good time this year at the sectional. So, uh, to current to my current knowledge, it looks like that. Uh, after talking to the match director and my in uh, I will be the tentative match director for the twenty twenty three Michigan sectional. So uh, come shoot the match. Uh, you'll have a blast. Uh, we're going to have the same Brooklyn flavor, the same technical kind of stages. Uh, we're going to amp it up. Um, there are some notes I got from the squad that um, are going to help me um, kind of push the match from like a match running standpoint, uh, pro um, some sponsorship kind of stuff, see if we can do some other things that we didn't really do this time. Not any crut step on what this match had. We're just going to elevate it to the next level for next year. So it's been kind of nice in that regard. So I've been taking a bunch of notes. So that'll be kind of cool. So uh, look for that to come up registration wise near the end of the year. Yep. Um, I think this one came up like early Jan, early December, right? Yeah. Cause you were telling me about it, go sign up for it. So I signed up for it and then we planned flights and everything. So yeah. So it was like, it was, yeah. I want to say it was January though. I feel like I planned my, flight. no, I, no, you might've planned your flight in January, but it didn't, it opened up before like January 1st. Okay. Because you like a couple of my matches open January first, and I hate that because everyone wants you're like after Christmas everyone wants to rape your wallet for their match fee. <laughs> but it's like, and it's not like oh sign up now and pay in like a month. No, it's like sign up now or you're not and pay now because you're not getting it unless you're shooting area four and then you have to mail a check. Chad Stanton, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, but people out east do it too because they don't want to pay the credit card fees, which I can understand. I get, I get that, but just bump, bump the match fee up five bucks and eat the credit card fees, please. Right, like exactly, or make like a bank account. Like I understand, like they don't want a bunch of money sitting in an account, but they're it's being run by by, by USSA anyway. I mean, it's not like <laughs> they don't have business accounts. Right, exactly. So, yeah, you know, just, but I mean, like other clubs, right? It's just like they're the match director, but they don't want to put it. Yeah, they don't. They, it's it's right. here nor there. So yeah, pay some credit card fees, I guess, guys. Um, but yeah, um, where can they find you on Instagram? Like always, uh, you can find me at, at uh, Reds R E D S underscore D O T dot Reds dot, and you can also find me on YouTube under that. And actually, uh, probably a little later this week, you'll find my uh, full match video out on YouTube, and I'll, I already have a couple of. Or I have one sample stage up. 
I'll probably drop some first person footage tonight or tomorrow morning for y'all. And then I'll uh, get the full match ed video uh, edited this week and then up. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, okay. So there's that. Um, you can find me at Manny Talk Shooting. Um, let me pull that, uh, the, the sponsors up again for the match stuff. Uh, Manny Talk Shooting, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, website is still coming. I've kind of been slacking. I've been busy uh, helping set up, do things for the club. So, uh, are you going to call it the sponsors? Yeah, you go. Um, All right, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, just as a follow-up again for the folks here at Sectional, Chile Custom Gunworks is our title sponsor. Uh, good folks over there. Springfield Armory, Hunter's HD Gold. Remember, they changed so you don't have to. Fantastic products. GX Products. Lathe is a good man, makes a good product. JP Enterprises for all your PCC needs. The Blue Bullets. People like bullets. The color blue, blue bullets. Yep. Uh, Shooter's Connection for all your shooting needs. Uh, we also have Coda Evolution, uh, Transition Fast and Shoot Flat. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Trigicon. And they make all kinds of awesome sighting solutions, including ones that I choose to use. Yep, because, yeah, SROs. Don't don't get the SRO clone that's from Bolt. I hear it's junk. Ask Larry. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, Tony Tony Wong actually bought a, an El Cheapo SRO clone from Russia. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it was worth exactly what he paid for. It was bad. So <laughs> that's that's yeah. pretty bad. SRO clones, no good. Buy real SROs. Exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. So um, I think that's it for the show, guys. Uh, thank you for watching. Um, until next time, uh, get out and do the things, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.